Hello, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Sugar. And this is Cracking Open a Cold Case. And other true crimes. Um, and shout out to that intro song. Uh, it's called Sunlight Central. It's from premiumbeat.com. In case you didn't get that. <laughs> oh, wait. You can slide it up. Oh, okay. okay. We got this. We had a recording issue. Technical yeah. difficulties. Yeah. So, Shug, what's up? Um, Caitlin, hmm? a casual fun fact about me is that today I've been to Sonic twice. Really? To get 44-ounce drinks. Diet Coke? Yeah. Nice. That's what, those are the cold ones we're cracking open here. Uh, Only DCs. We don't drink beer. Not that we are, don't like, well, we don't like beer, but, no. but we're not against people who drink it. No, Diet Coke's just our drink of choice. Yeah. Um, Caitlin, what have, what Diet Coke things have you done today? Um, I got a Diet Coke from McDonald's in a styrofoam cup with a lemon after I went to the vet with my cat. Oh, Nice. Yeah. It was nice. Um, Caitlin's sacrificing her Friday night of laying sod <laughs> with her family. Um, she's going to really miss that. I am. So I'm just taking one for the team for this podcast for our fans. The, our multitude. <laughs> yeah. Our multitude of fans. Cornucopia of fans. So you're welcome, guys. Yeah. Um, what else do we talk about in the beginning of things? Like... Um, a casual intro topic is Caitlin's married. I am. So she has uh, control over another person's whole life. Basically, yeah. Um, I'm not married. I just hang alone. I'm a lone wolf. <laughs> no. You have a pack. A pack? Uh-huh. Oh. You're in a wolf pack. Okay. Fair. Um, Sugar has mermaid hair that I just saw today, and it's pretty freaking sweet. Yeah, you can peep uh, Hair by Mandy Lynn on Instagram. <laughs> Shout out. We're not being sponsored, but if you want to sponsor us, anyone, you Feel know. free. If you, you want to send some gifts or Diet Coke, we wouldn't object to that either. Yeah, like on, what's that? True uh, Crime Garage. Yeah. They have like a fund, a beer fund. Yeah, but the, the, yeah, this is like, Probably cheaper than beers. Yeah, because we only need a two dollars. Unless we're getting like Tecate, those are probably the same price. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the exchange rate. I don't know. I'll look into it someday, and we'll let you guys know. But yeah, what else has been going on? Um. Oh, so Caitlin came over to my house. House. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm not Canadian. Um. And we watched this sweet ID channel yeah. show. Um. This is the casual introduction into our topic today, our true crime topic. Yeah, we're so smooth at this. It flows like melted butter. Speaking of butter, I'm going to try and do that keto or keto diet, and it's high fat, low carb, and I was looking at some meal plans, and it's like, you need three and a half pounds of butter. (laughs) 
Just eat a stick of butter for so, every meal. Apparently that makes you lose weight, is eating all that freaking butter. You just need a, a butter on everything. Like, if you're eating kale. Just throw some butter on it. An entire stick. Apparently that's how you lose weight with this diet. I don't know. I'll report back to you how it goes. Please do, actually. Um, okay, so the topic that we're going to talk about today, not to, like, cut off your butter. That's right. Your butter. Uh, My butter story. Yeah. Because I have a butter body. Whoa. Whoa. So Ooh. you're saying your face is really hot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. She's right. For anyone wondering. Oh, jeez. Um, uh, but, so, okay, okay. I hope that guy in England watches this. It's fine, it just changed color. Oh, wait, why? I don't know. I think it just goes through different backgrounds. Okay, so the story that we watched on the ID channel was on Danny LaPlante. Um, and so that's the story we're gonna tell. It's probably pretty dramatized, but we looked up other information to make sure that at least it wasn't just, like, it's totally elaborate. Yeah, it's a really weird story. I hadn't ever heard of it. So when I came over to Shug's, she had me watch it. And it was so freaking weird. It rocked her world. People are so strange. I don't understand what they do. Like, why they do the things that they do. And I guess that's why we're doing this podcast. is Because true crime is so interesting to us. And just why people do the things that they do. Yeah, do you have a protective cover over your Fitbit right I now? I do. I need a new one. Oh, I didn't know that was like an accessory you bought for those. The more you know. Okay, so this story starts in 1986 in, what was the city called? It was like Pennsylvania. Pepperell. 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 P-E-P-P-E-R-E-A-U-X. I thought it was P-E-P-P-E-R-E-L-L. You're dumb. I'm Just kidding. That's probably what it is. I don't know. It's outside of Boston. Oh, it says Townsend, Massachusetts. I, I was just joking. I don't really think she's dumb. Okay. Slut. Um, okay, so it was in Massachusetts. Yep, just outside of Boston. It also said it was near the New Hampshire border. Oh, okay. That was really good. We, that was really good how we yeah, tried Pepperell. to guess it. Okay, Pepperell. No. I thought it was Pepperell, like Blanche Devereaux no, and Golden they just, Girls. They have weird accents in Boston, so it's like Pepper Pepperell. That's true. The lady Pepperell. on I don't on know. The you show need freaking was like, what the you need Ben Affleck to decipher. Yeah, not just uh or Matt Damon. They're from Bo- or what's his name? Mark Wahlberg. He has a Boston accent. I don't know where Ben Affleck is from. I think he's from Boston. Probably. I don't know. Anyways. Um, we digress. Let's go back. So, yeah, this happened in 86 in Massachusetts, and it was with the Andrews family. Um, it's about two two youngsters, Annie and Jessica Andrews. Uh, their mom dies. It doesn't really say how. That's oh, not really that cancer. important. cancer. Oh, okay. Cancer. Okay. That would be sad if it were a murder Yeah, so these two girls were in their teens, right? And they were having a really hard time processing their mother's death. And so they decided that they were going to perform a seance to get in touch with their mother by using a crystal that would swing a certain way for yes 
in a certain way for no when they asked it questions. Yeah, it was like something you would see on Ghost Adventures starring Zach Baggins and his muscles. Shout out, Janko Jeans. Oh, yeah. Okay, so the dad is a single parent. His name is Brian. The ID channel renamed him Frank, which is really messed up because, like, Brian's a friendly name and Frank's yeah. like an old man. Why are you changing Frank Brian's name and not the girl's names? Do it all or none, ID. I mean, it could have been. I don't know. It was Brian. Oh, no, wait. Nope. Okay, yeah. yeah. We'll just say Brian. Love you, Brian. I don't know. It was their dad, Mr. Andrews. Yeah. But he's a single parent after the death of his wife, and he works nights. So his two daughters are home alone most evenings. Um, yeah, I'm too much of a chicken to like think of if I had spent the time alone as a child at home. Um, I just wanted to point out that they're braver than me. Oh, yeah. That's all. <laughs> yeah, and especially dealing with that traumatic experience of their mother dying, and it would just be really rough being home alone, not having your dad with you. Okay, so Annie's like 16, and she's been talking to a hot babe, on, or not online, I have no idea how they met. On the phone. Well, like... Yeah, it, I don't know how they met, because he was saying he was a quarterback of the high school team, so maybe yeah, he just Yeah, he was at a there. different high school. Okay. Um, I don't know how you would get each other's numbers without, like, Tinder, like, someone was just like, call yeah. him up. Yeah, I don't know, it's the 80s, they he was, did things differently back then. Yeah, true. So he was a blonde hottie who played football. His name was Danny. And they go to meet up in what happens. So he comes to the door. Comes to the door. And <laughs> this is what's going to go down. Yeah. And when... He, Annie, opens the door, Danny is standing there, and she is not impressed. He is not what she thought of. He doesn't look anything like he described. He kind of has acne scars all over his face, and he's kind of short, not very buff. Like, he's just not... He has dark hair, yeah. as, as uggos usually do, you know? Right? <laughs> and he's just not the freaking quarterback hottie that she thought she was talking to. And he was really weird. He catfished her pre-catfish days. Oh, where was Neve? Yeah. Shout out to Neve. And he his chest married. Oh, he is a hairy freaking guy. Yikes. Congrats, Neve. I know you're going to hear this. Yeah. We like your hair. Yeah, we do. So anyway, she thought he was really weird. They went on this awkward date, and she was just like, nope, not attracted to you. GTFO. Tinder date gone wrong. Well, also, she was, her mom just died, so it's not like she was, like, oh, horned up for some man candy. Yeah, I think she just wanted to get out of the house. And he kept asking, like, weird questions on their date, at least in the ID. <laughs> According channel. to the IB channel, he, he asked like, her, yeah, you, how's your, having a dead mom? Like, that's weird. No, it was like, he, she said she talks to her mom. Sorry to come, to mansplain this to you, Caitlin. Oh, you're such a freaking mansplainer. She said she talks to her mom, and he was like, do you talk back? And then Annie was all put off by that. This is according to the show, so this could be... Not factual. But, Just a little detail. Yeah, we we have a flair for the dramatic, though, so we're going <laughs> to throw it all in. So, bottom line, he was weird. Annie was done with him. Yeah, he was described... Oh, did I already say that he's described as pockmarked? Mm -hmm. Which well, is a really... Scarred. Yeah, I don't, that's an interesting way of saying it. Yeah. Also an interesting distinction. 
So anyways, these two girls did a seance in their basement because they really were sad and wanted to talk to their mom. And after they did the seance, there's some weird things started happening in the house while their dad was gone at work. They'd hear like knocking on the walls and all sorts of weird stuff like, uh, what else? It was like sounding like someone was like hitting the pipes kind of thing. Yeah, and there was some stuff that would be moved. Yeah, it was like, um... Yeah, it was some ghost adventures. Yeah, some kind of creepy shiz was Only going down. Nick, Aaron, and Zach would know what to do. Um, even though that team is disbanded, rest in peace. Yeah, Aaron's gone. No, Nick is gone. Oh, yeah, you is. ignoramus. Sorry, Sorry, Aaron Goodwin. <laughs> just, ki- just kidding. Um, um, so the girls were kind of freaking out about it, which I would be too if I was home alone with my sister, which I don't have, by the way. And I kept hearing all these weird noises. So they went to talk to their dad, Brian, and he didn't believe them. He just was thinking that they were wanting, wanted attention, that they were making this up, that nothing was going on. Because their mom died and they were just like, I'm going to be a messy bee who lives for drama. And yeah. Like, what the hell, Brian? Listen to your daughters. Freaking Brian, could you be less out of tune with the needs of the teens? Seriously. Um, okay, so one time they are hanging, they're chilling, and they hear it tapping on the pipes in the basement cellar, and they walk downstairs. Okay, I'm going to preface this. This is the ID channel. It could have been this, but it could have been some kind of, like, made-up thing by the geniuses who write for them. But so apparently they go to the basement... And written on the wall in apparent what is apparently blood, it says, I am in your room. Come find me. Um, and then, so they run upstairs, and they, they call the dad. The dad is freaked out, and then he calls the police. And then the police come, and they figure out it's ketchup. So they're like, okay, you guys are still wanting attention. Yeah, the freaking cops thought they were making this up by writing these threatening messages in their basement. Which would be, like, really impressive, to be honest. When I was a youngster, I wouldn't think to do that. No. Um, I don't know. Cops probably see weird shiz all the time, so maybe they do see stuff like this. Where they make... uh, Yeah, that's true. I guess if you're wacko, you'll think of weird stuff. Uh, okay. So, the noises stopped for about two weeks after that, and then the girls had to go to therapy. Uh, okay, so it stopped after two for two weeks, and then it started back again. Um, they went to therapy to try and talk about their issues and what was going on because their dad thought they were acting up for attention and they couldn't handle or digest. I don't know the death of their mother. Okay, but so they're one. You're you're good. So two weeks later, they're just hanging at their house and they start hearing stuff again. And then they walk downstairs. Um. They walked upstairs. They walked upstairs? Mm-hmm. Wait, where did they start? Because I can remember there was the one in the, like, middle room where their picture was, like, stabbed or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, they were, they walked in. Here's what happened. They walked in, and there was, like, a picture of them stabbed, and it says... In the wall. Um, I'm back. Find me if you can. So these girls start panicking and freaking out. So they, oh, sorry, they ran over to their neighbor's house. And waited for their dad to come home. And when their dad was driving down the street, the neighbor flagged him down and said that his daughters were really frightened. They were scared. They were been over at his house for at least a half hour. Uh, the dad is all 
PO'd like what this has gone too far, girls. Uh, he he said it in that exact tone. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes in the house because he's like, I'm going to prove that this isn't real. Probably, I mean, yeah, he was trying to show him that there was nothing to be scared of by going into the house and seeing what was going on. So he goes in the house. All the TVs are on and they're on the fuzz, and it's loud. They're turned up so you can hear that fuzz. And the dad asked the girls if the TV was on when they left, and they said no, and he just went back into the house to see what was going on. Um, He went upstairs into Annie's room, and he saw this... Okay, so he's walking up... This could be dramatized... Well, I think this part isn't as dramatized because I found an article on it. Can you hand me that? Mm -hmm. Um, But... So on the show, he walks into Annie's room, and there's someone in his wife's wedding dress, his dead wife's wedding dress, wearing a blonde wig. And he turns around, and he's wearing tribal face paint, Mm -hmm. so he can't see him. And on the wall, it says, marry me. That Yeah, that was kind of a weird, that was a weird drawing. Um, (coughs) And he has an axe, and he starts racing after the dad. Um, I know this part's kind of, like, holds a bit of truth because in an article from 1988, or 1987, it says, they all escaped through a bedroom window after he chased them into their bedroom with a hatchet. hatchet. Um, And his face was all painted up, so I'm pretty sure most of that is true. While wearing that wedding dress. Yeah. Which is freaking creepy. When I saw that part in the video in the ID channel show, my mind was blown. Because how scary would that be if you saw some guy dressed as a woman with face paint with a hatchet chasing you in the house? Also, it's his old, it's his dead wife's dress. Yeah, so first of all, how did he find that? He just acted... That's another weird... Yeah, that was a weird... Part of the story. Like, why would you even go... And where's, where'd you get the wig? Did you go out and buy it, or did you find it? I don't know. I mean, yeah, this is a quite a plan. He's like, I'm going to dress up like this. Also, I just want to make a note that in the ID channel one, they were like, he found out it was far more sinister than paranormal activity. <laughs> like like the, the mad drama. Um, so they called the police, and the police come and get Danny. Oh, wait. No. I just gave it away. That's okay. So (laughs) these cops come, and they are searching the house, and they are going up in every room, seeing all the writings on the wall, things like that. And one cop noticed that there was, like, a little door behind a dresser or a piano or something, it looked like, that was open. So they moved the object out of the way, and it was a door to a freaking crawl space, and Danny was hiding in the crawl space. With his face painted in that wedding dress, and the cops got him out, made him put his hands up. They put him in handcuffs and took him away. And the police were searching the house, and they had found that there was another little hole behind the washer or the dryer. And there was, like, blankets and wrappers and things. And it turned out that Danny had been living in the walls of the house for months. Yeah, I, okay, that could have been really embellished, um, but, I mean, I'm sure part of it's true, because in the, this article from the 80s, 
It just said, Three girls and the father all escaped through a bedroom window, and LaPlante was found two days later hiding between two walls at the home, which the family vacated after the incident. So, I mean, so it's kind of hard because there's not really a lot of info on this. Yeah. So it could be just like... I mean, who? if it's fake, I mean, I enjoyed it. Like, yeah, because it's just the whole idea of someone living in the walls of your home is creepy. Whether it's for a few hours or months or days, like, that is scary. Also, how did he get access to face paint? Right? Because that part is for sure true. And he's yeah. just like... And why would you choose to wear the face paint? Is it because he all acting scarred up? <laughs> It's, he wanted to hide his insecurities. No, really. Like, why? I don't know. Cause, and it's weird because it's like he went on a date with the one girl. And he, they talked on the phone. So was he in her house when they were on the phone? There wasn't really cell phones in 86. I mean, I'm sure there were a few early ones. But I don't think a 16-year-old no, kid. I think, I think they're a product of the 90s because remember Night at the Roxbury when they had yeah. those huge brick yeah. things? Yeah, so... He must have gone home sometime. And what about this kid's parents? Uh, yeah, they were kind of absent, absentee parents. They would have to, because if he was living in someone's house and he was freaking them out at night, where did his parents wonder where he was at all hours of the night? Like, what the hell, freaking LaPlante's parents? They're like, what? it's whatever. He's just terrorizing these this he's, family. He's just having fun. He Boys will be boys. <laughs> Yellow. It's normal for a boy his age. Yeah. Do people still say yellow? I don't know. Okay, just I'm not down with the youth culture. They say lit. Oh yeah, lit. but that's not the same thing. It's as yellow. lit, fam. This podcast is lit. They say crack open a cold one with the boys, boys. But we're not boys, no. So we don't give a sh- shit. <laughs> I'll About swear. What those youth think and say. Um. Okay. So. The guy was swinging a hatchet. Okay, so they found him two days later hiding between two walls at the home. Which is... Ugh, gross. Weird. And he... Okay, so he got put into Youth Services Detention Center until October 9th. And his mother posted his bail for $10,000. Which, back in, like, 86, was probably a ton of money. I mean, it's a ton of money now. Also, but it had to have been a lot more. Okay, let's take this back. His parents didn't know where he was for a while, but then they'll pay 10 G's to get him out of jail. Uh, yeah, and not even be concerned that he was arrested or in this detention center for these alleged crimes. Like, if my child was in there, I'd be like, nope, you stay in there. Yeah, if I did that, my parents would be like, okay, we don't... Mm, I'm not going to pay 10 grand for you because you're yeah. a little bit of a psycho. Yeah. I like the um, underrelated stories to this news article. It says, Florida teen accused of inappropriate <laughs> joke. Inappropriate jokes aren't a... Don't freaking do- pull that shit, Florida no. teen. It's not a joking matter. Um, okay, so he gets posted bail, and then, let's see, where's the other? It was, like, right after, wasn't it? Yeah, it was while he was out on bail that he killed a... F- oh, I mean, do I want do I want to lean into this or do I want to? I'll just go for it. Yeah, he just killed go. a whole family. He was seventeen. There was a lady who was like, she was pregnant and had two kids. Her name was something. Um, what it is was it? Priscilla Gus- Gustafson. Gustafson. Yep. Oh, hold on. Listen to something kismet. 
this article that I have, Teenager Convicted of Killing Women and Two Children, was out on October 25th, my birthday. Oh, shit. It was three years earlier than my birthday, but still. Still your birthday. Yeah. Okay, so... So one day, they come home from... I don't know. I think they were just running errands. Yeah. Priscilla and her two kids, Abby, who was seven, and Billy, who was five. Uh, yeah, so she... Priscilla's 33. She's knocked right up. And he goes in the house and sh and rapes her and shoots her twice. Is that right? Uh-huh, in the head. And then he goes and he drowns the two little kids in separate bathtubs. Yeah, which is... You can just tell how depraved he was that he was willing to shoot a pregnant lady and then drown two little kids in different bathtubs, different times. Yeah, that was a weird... Ugh. Okay. And then, so, let's see. So, according to the ID channel, what happened is the police went to arrest him and the mom was like, he didn't show up for his meeting with his lawyer. Like, sorry. But then they're like, no, that's not why we're here bitch. No, they didn't really call her that. <laughs> um, and so then he just, like, little, little Danny just freaking flees the scene. Yeah, he books it through, like, this wooded area. Oh, and also his house that he'd been living in, so the Gustafson family that he killed, it was, like, directly, is was it, like, in front of it? In back. So their backyards back were basically... Backyard neighbors. Yeah. Um... Okay, so a random sidebar is, I got it confused in the beginning. So the, this town that the family was in that he stayed in their little crawl space was in Pepperell, Massachusetts, but he was from Lowell. Um, just in case you were planning on going on a tour of Massachusetts, a, ho yeah. a horror tour, a horror tour, horror <laughs> tour, um, So Pepperell is about 21 miles from Lowell, so it was a half hour away. So he was like, he had to go out of his way to get, I don't even know how as a 16-year-old you would get to a house a half hour away. Yeah, walk. Because I don't think you would have a car, because no. he sounds like a psycho. But he might, because his mom posted 10 grand bill. That's... So maybe she, he was super spoiled. Who knows? Yeah, um, but then, so the other one, he... He must have just, like, gone off the rails cause, since they, like, lived within. I think they were, like, down the street. Well, yeah, they were Back backyard neighbors. neighbors so. or backyard. It said that he kind of been, like, not stalking the Gustav. Gustafson? Gustafson. You know a Gustafson. Do I? Yeah, there's, I swear there's one in Ogden. At least oh, one. Oh, yeah. Did he look like a little pug? Don't <laughs> say that on, online. This is the internet. My bad. We think Yo. everyone's beautiful. <laughs> Anyways, it said he like kind of, I don't want to say stalking, but casing, I guess, out these neighbors. Is that really a term people use? I don't know. It's like, we are a true crime podcast. We use crime words. <laughs> I love our crime vocab. It's growing every day. Every day. We're becoming better people. We really are. I mean, we can't get much better, but... Hold on, let's just take a second to reflect on how good of people we are. We're so humble, we're so great. No, yeah. <laughs> so but... smart. Anyways, 
Yeah. Back to Daniel. Danny. Whatever you want to call him. Yeah, you. it's up to you and your personal relationship with Danny, Daniel LaPlante to decide the name. Yeah. Okay, so he, he evades the cops for a minute. And... Apparent, according to the ID channel, again, I've just got to keep citing them because they're my, <laughs> my main number source. One source. I just want to say, if you want to look up the Wikipedia page on Danny LaPlante, it's like two sentences long. It's a real uh, down disappointment because it's like... It's a real downer. 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 <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Caitlin. Oh, I should not <laughs> speak anymore. Mar- marriage has made you some something else. Right. Okay, so so one day they come home from, I don't know. I think they were just running errands. Yeah. Priscilla and her two kids, Abby, who was seven, and Billy, who was five. Uh, yeah, so she, Priscilla's 33, she's knocked right up, and he goes in the house and, sh- and rapes her and shoots her twice, is that right? Uh-huh, in the head. And then he goes and he drowns the two little kids in separate bathtubs. Yeah, which is, you can just tell how depraved he was. That he was willing to shoot a pregnant lady and then drown two little kids in different bathtubs, different times. Yeah, that was a weird... Okay. And then, so, let's see. So, according to the ID channel, what happened is the police went to arrest him and the mom was like he didn't show up for his meeting with his lawyer like sorry but then they're like no that's not why we're here bitch no they didn't really call her that (laughs) um and so then he just like little little danny just freaking flees the scene yeah he books it through like this wooded area Oh, and also his house that he'd been living in so the gustafson family that he killed it was like directly is was it like in front of it and back so their backyards back, were basically backyard neighbors. Yeah. Um, okay, so a random sidebar is I got it confused in the beginning. So the this town that the family was in that he stayed in their little crawl space was in Pepperell, Massachusetts, but he was from Lowell. Um, just in case you were planning on going on a tour of Massachusetts, a, ho- yeah. a horror tour, a horror tour, horror <laughs> tour. Um, so Pepperell is about 21 miles from Lowell, so it was a half hour away. So he was like, he had to go out of his way to get, I don't even know how as a 16 year old you would get to a house a half hour away. Yeah, walk. Because I don't think he would have a car because no. he sounds like a psycho. But he might because his mom posted a 10 grand bill. That's... So maybe she, he was super spoiled. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but then, so the other one, he he must have just, like, gone off the rails because since they, like, lived within. I think they were, like, down the street. Well, yeah, they were Back backyard neighbors. neighbors so or backyard. It said that he kind of been, like, not stalking. The Gustav Gustafson Gustafson. You know a Gustafson. Do I? Yeah, there's. I swear there's one in Ogden. At oh, least. Oh yeah. Did he look like a little pug? Slash Don't ball. say that on online. This is the internet. My bad. We think Yellow. everyone's beautiful. <laughs> Anyways, 
It said he like kind of, I don't want to say stalking, but casing, I guess, out these neighbors. Is that really a term people use? I don't know. It's like we are a true crime podcast. We use crime words. <laughs> I love our crime vocab. It's growing every day. Every day. We're becoming better people. We really are. I mean, we can't get much better, but... Hold on, let's just take a second to reflect on how good of people we are. We're so humble. We're so great. No, yeah. (laughs) So smart. Anyways, back to Daniel. Danny. Whatever you want to call him. Yeah, you... It's up to you and your personal relationship with Danny, Daniel LaPlante, to decide the name. Okay, so he, he evades the cops for a minute, and... Apparent, according to the ID channel, again, I've just got to keep citing them because they're my, <laughs> my main number source. One source. I just want to say, if you want to look up the Wikipedia page on Danny LaPlante, it's like two sentences long. It's a real uh, down disappointment. Cause, it's like, a real downer. 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 <laughs> Whoa. Caitlin. Oh, I should not <laughs> speak anymore. Mar- marriage has made you some something else. Right. So, according to the show, he evaded the police for a minute, but then they caught him, and he got tried. Um, he was convicted of because there was all this evidence. He had he shot her with a twenty two caliber Ruger mm-hmm. semi automatic pistol. Do you wait? Have you, do you have you heard that before? Mm-hmm. Ruger. Mm-hmm. Are you a gun expert? I am. Interesting. What happens when you have a redneck dad? Uh, I didn't realize he was that... Does he say, I reckon? Um, no. He's a classy redneck. Isn't that a super redneck thing to say? He's a... Kev is a classy redneck. Kev. Kevy. Um, okay, so he... he, And then he drowns the kids, which sounds super weird. Like, think if you're in that moment where he's just, like, filling up bathtubs. Yeah. In separate bathtubs. You have to fill up, too. And how... Like, uh, how do you even, I don't know. The, the jury delivered, well, they didn't deliver anything. <laughs> they deliberated five hours over two days before returning the verdict in a packed courtroom shortly after noon. I know you want these details. He smiled and talked to his lawyer. What? Just before the jury returned but showed no emotion as the verdict was read. Let's see. So he was led out to a maximum security cedar or maximum security prison. It's called Cedar Junction State Prison in Walpole. I don't know where that is because I don't know Massachusetts anything. No. I know that's like where Lizzie Borden. (gasps) We should go to that house. Isn't that where she was? It was like Marlboro or something. Yeah, she was in Massachusetts, I believe. I could be making that up. Like, I'm sure it was Massachusetts, but I I know there's a Marlboro, Massachusetts, because I love... Cities named after cigarette brands. <laughs> or, I mean, I'm sure the city came first, but it's I like to so keep the cigarette city. That's the bottom line. Uh, so they they took him out of the courtroom, and there were 40 spectators outside, and they were applauding that he was going to his prison because somebody in the let's see who said this. Who is? This is what I get for printing stuff out like a Amish. Somebody, I I think it was the probably the 
prosecution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll, we'll guess that. But there's a quote in here that said, Some say that, Mr. LaPlante, that you should receive the penalty that you impose. Death by ligature, that is death by hanging. But we have no death penalty in Massachusetts. Should have been in Utah. We have that. We still do? I think so. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm not up on my freaking executions. Please get it together. No, next episode I I got this. Um, we should do a thing on the what's the word executions in Utah. That'd be sweet. Okay, so he got three consecutive life prison sentences, and the district attorney said, "I believe that this defendant will." Be a danger to the public until the day he dies. He must never be released from prison. He must die in prison. Yeah, because they were saying, like the cops and law enforcement and stuff, that this was the most heinous crime that has ever been committed in Massachusetts. At least okay. in the 80s. We're saying, we just brought up Lizzie Borden. I'm pretty sure that was more... No, I don't know. That's... Yeah, I mean, is that more heinous? Because that was only two people and not in her own family. Yeah, I don't know. That's just what I read. And she wasn't even convicted, so I guess that can't yeah, count. Yeah, because she got acquitted. This is going all sorts of places. Yeah. Everyone's learning so much today about Massachusetts. But basically, this guy was just a piece of work. So something notable about Danny LaPlante um, that came out in 2013 is that he's Wiccan, and he is mad, well, he was mad in 2013, that they wouldn't let him have uh, colored pens, carrot cake, and dragon blood to do his rituals. The holy trinity of Wiccan. Yeah. The three life essentials for anyone. (laughs) Wiccan or not. Yeah. Everyone needs a little bit of dragon blood. Yeah. Unless that's a drug. I don't know. That would be, well, we we could still use it, bro. Okay, so he said that he needed these items to practice, uh, that carrot cake is by Wiccans, it's called wolf ice. That's a way cooler name. I think we should legally change carrot cake to wolf ice. Can I get some wolf ice? Can I get a slice of that wolf ice? And then the dumb bee is like, I don't know what that is, and you're like, it's carrot cake. You ignorant slut. Yeah. And then in, so he wanted that in January, and then in February he wanted chocolate cake. It mm-hmm. doesn't say what kind of ice or whatever that would be. Uh, Sometimes a man or a female just needs some chocolate. Yeah, maybe he just wanted chocolate cake. He said that dragon blood is the name of a ritual oil. Mm. Nah, duh. My bad. He wanted, he's, oh, he's filing a lawsuit. Okay, sorry, this story got all convoluted. Because this guy is I just tried crazy. to freestyle it. Okay. We're freestyle. You can freestyle in more ways than rap. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's doing a lawsuit. That In the lawsuit, he has said it's part of the Wicca faith to work magic, perform rituals, and cast spells. Ooh, he wants to cast a spell in prison. He said the religion revolves around the mantra, Do what you will, but harm none. You should have had that mantra Jink- 20 years ago. Did you know the Jinko genes, uh, look, like, what Jinko stands for is judge none, choose one. Ooh. They should change it to do what you will, but harm none. Mm. Or their sister company can be <laughs> called that. 
okay, so a pagan from the Boston area told Boston Mag Magazine that he did not need the items listed to practice the faith. Mm. He could have lived without them, but Those he was... Pagans are rotting them out. And he's acting as his own attorney in this lawsuit. Oh, not going to go over well. I know. I love when they're their own attorneys. I know. Attorneys. Like, why would you even choose it? Oh, what's his face with his own attorney? Ted Bundy? Yeah, and... Oh, speaking of Ted Bundy, I have a story to tell. Tell it. Whatever you have to say, you can say it to the recorder. That's going to be people, so hopefully. So, I was at work, and I was on KSL.com, I think. Shout out. And I was looking up articles, because they have a new trailer for a movie called My Friend Ted or something. Oh, does it have Zac Efron? Mm -hmm. Okay, go so on. So, there, that trailer's out, and so I was reading, like, related articles, and it was about this lady from Ogden who lived in Seattle in the 80s, 70s? When did Ted Bundy? I think it was 70s, early 70s. And she and her friend met Ted at a bar or something, and they became friends. I think her friend even started to date him. And around that time, that's when his murder started happening. Like a few people from Seattle started to go missing. And this lady kept giving this really awful feeling that she knows who is causing these crimes. So after one of his crimes, someone reported seeing a bronze VW bug. And this lady was like, oh, no, that's not Ted. Ted has a cream. Okay, I want to snopes this right in the butt, bud, butt, whatever. Uh, it's called something, or ex it's called extremely wicked, not my friend Ted. Oh. Caitlin is... My bad. On, yeah, she does not know. Yeah, I don't know. But it was, so she called the police and kind of gave a misdescription and what her thoughts and fears. She thought this guy, her friend Ted, was actually the murderer, but it was the wrong color bug that had been described so she just kind of swept it on the rug like whatever that wasn't him and then he moved to utah to go to law school at the u of u and more murders started happening then so once he moved to utah there was more people started to go missing there was murders things like that and this lady could not get it out of her mind that her friend ted was the murderer so she talked to her dad talked to her girlfriend things like that and they all decided that they needed to call the cops and they did and the information that her and her friend gave the cops was instrumental in getting Ted caught um I'm gonna go ahead and make this about me I've seen his actual bug at the Museum of Crime and Punishment and me and Caitlin have both been to like his cellar mm -hmm. It's kind of creepy. That it's was way creepy. It was creepy because there was like homeless people's stuff around it looking yeah. like they've been living there. Yeah. Like Danny LaPlante. Hmm. It all comes full circle. Kids and yep. adults. So there you go. There's my Ted Bundy story. Uh, why did we, we even talk? Oh, because he was his own lawyer. Mm hmm He, yeah. Who else was their own lawyer? It was... Oh, the guy in the 60s, Man Charles Manson, I think he was too. I'm going to snope this so hard right now. Ooh, he was a lawyer. I think he was, maybe not. What if it was actually Robert Kardashian? Just kidding, that would be that would be crazy though. Oh, his lawyer was named Irving Kenneret. Mm, 
I can't remember who the other one was, though. Someone else was there on Lawyer. Caitlin's just full of fake news today. Fake news. She loves it. Uh, let's see. We can look up killers who were there on Lawyer. We're just going all over the place. It's just a recurring theme that if you're a freaking psychopath who's murdering people, you're going to want to be your own lawyer. Because they probably think that they're going to get off. Like, they just think that they're so smart that it's okay that they kill these people. Um, okay, but Danny LaPlante wasn't originally his own lawyer when he was 17, just when he was uh, getting oppressed by, for his Wiccan beliefs. Yeah. He, he needed need that wolf blood... Or wolf eyes. Wolf eye. Well, he needed both. Oh, he needed dragon blood and yeah, wolf eyes. Yeah, dragon blood and wolf eyes. Okay, so notable killers who were their own lawyers were Ted Bundy. That would be so crazy. Think if you were the judge and you were Ted Bundy. Right? Like, well, Ted Bundy went to law school. I know. So I guess it it makes a little bit more sense. Nidal Hassan. I don't know I him. Don't know. Well. He's... And then Colin Ferguson did it, in case you know any of these people. We can do, we'll do episodes on them, because we're the utmost, we're the authority. source for true crime. Most, least convoluted stories, Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, yeah, so, I guess we should wrap it up there. Yeah, so, (laughs) he's in jail still. He's serving his life sentence for murdering the three members of that family and stalking and he also stalked the Andrews family. Um the Andrews family moved to New Hampshire. They never returned to that town, which I wouldn't if I had experienced that. And basically he's just a psycho. He never felt remorse for the killings even up till now. People will describe him saying that he never expressed any remorse or sorrow for the murders that he committed. To be, like, starting out with doing that crazy stuff when you're, like, 16, you probably have to be sociopath. Oh, yeah. Psychopath. I don't... I'm not even clear what the difference is between a sociopath and a psychopath. Um, But also, they... According to the dramatization, he was laughing when they came to arrest him, when they found him, Mm -hmm. wherever he... Like, when they were... They were on his pursuit, and they finally found him, and apparently he laughed, so... So it kind of just shows that... He's, he's a crazy bee. Yeah, he's truly evil and a little bit scary. He's still in prison right now. Uh, he probably will be for the rest of his life, but I'm pretty sure he's trying to get out. Yeah, I think he's trying to be paroled because they had a new law in Massachusetts about juveniles or something. Oh, yeah, they were trying to do it for all the juveniles mm-hmm. that they can get some kind of... I mean, you'll have to look into that yourself because... But essentially, he still has to serve at least 45 years before they would even consider releasing him. Yeah. I wonder if he's mad that they just identify him by his acne scars. (laughs) I would be. I would. Like, yeah. Poor Daniel LaPlante. But anyway, that's the entire show. Uh, Hope you loved it. Yeah, thanks for listening. And we will be back. Have a great summer. XOXO.